You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. You are watching American Trends, where we cover all the hot topics of the day. I'm Barry Nussbaum, filling in tonight for Dr. Gina. Remember our poll question today, will the GOP leadership unite behind Trump? Vote on that poll at U2America.com or on the U2America app. Download it if you don't have it already. In studio with us tonight is Ed Heiner. Ed is a retired Navy SEAL lieutenant commander. Iron Ed, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And again, thank you for your great service. Thank you. So we've been talking about military. We've been talking about women in military. In fact, last time you were here, we had that discussion. And since you were here, I had someone on the show that you may know, uh, Marine Captain Jackie Atkinson was here, who led battle-hardened troops in Iraq on a number of tours. She's an example of a woman that led jarheads on the field of battle a number of times. Right. Has your opinion changed about women in combat? Well, it's not women in combat. I think it's, we're talking about special operations forces. And uh, for us, you know, we've done a lot of analysis on this. I mean, it's not, a, it's a, not our first rodeo on it. And it just, we, we have to look at the social experiment. Is, is it to support the mission or is it to support equality? And really, the military is about supporting the mission. And we have seen throughout all the studies, it's probably not a good idea. If it was a business plan, we wouldn't do it. And trust me, my wife, you know, I've discussed this with her, all my family members. You know, I'm not, you know, a sexist guy. I just, we have seen the data. We, we know it's not going to work. Okay, so. And that's just speaking for me. I can't speak for the whole force. You're an expert. You're an yep. expert. Uh, you've been there, done that. And not only are you battle-hardened, but, you know, as, as many people know, um, you trained the SEALs. That's right. So you became a SEAL trainer, a trainer, an expert of the other warriors that followed behind you. Right. Um, if a woman physically can do the same job, I remember we talked about this last time, carrying the packs, carrying the guns, right. keeping up, so nobody has less of a job and, and the other guys don't have to make up for the fact that, well, uh, they have an 80-pound pack, someone else has a 30-pound pack, so they right. can keep up the pace. Is that cool? Well, it, it, it's, it's more to it than that. And it's going to be really hard to find out. We look at our standards in the program, and it's, that's a catchphrase. Everybody's, we're going to keep the same standards. But standards only can equate for about 30% of the actual training. It's the in-between the standards that's what's going to get us that we have not ever documented. And I don't think we can document. I mean, there's things at SEAL training, you run six miles a day just to eat. That's not a standard. That's nothing on paper. It's just a fact of life. You have that's, to that's to earn lunch? Just to earn lunch, breakfast, dinner. And what we're going to do, what you're going to see is once this gets implemented in April, if the first female shows up, is we're going to actually start bussing them. So a lot of the mixture of the soup that we used to, we used to do, the training stuff, the, you know, the thousands of push-ups, if it's not written on a standard piece of paper that says this is a standard, it will not be done, which changes training. So if they don't change training, okay, let's have at it. But, you know, men are built with a combat chassis, as I call it. It's, it's that physical ability just more so than females. And we're also more violent. We know that. And, uh, you know, what most people don't know is we've had women in the SEAL teams for a very long time, and they do a different job. You know, they're not exactly SEALs, but they do everything around what we're doing that we can't do, some of the things. Got so I, I, don't, I just don't think we're going to have, a, you know, a, a, the bang for the buck. Well, let's change the subject for okay. a minute. Uh, a SEAL fell in, in battle yep. recently. 
Should we have more SEALs there? Should we have more special forces supporting what's going on in the fight against ISIS? Or should we just have bits and pieces here and there? What's your thought? Well, it depends on what the goal is, and I haven't heard what the clear mission is going to be. Do we go in to win, or do we not? Are we just stalemating right now and letting, you know, because ISIS, as it is right now, is, is, it's very arrogant, right? They're happy. Look at what they're doing. They're holding ground. You know, no one's doing anything. They're capturing with them. They're sailors capturing, and humiliating them. They're doing that. And we're not making a stance right now. I think if we're, we don't need to send a lot more people, a lot of special forces guys. We, if we're going to send people, let's send a big, bigger force, and let's get after it. Uh, okay. Our guys can't change the war. They can help, you know, facilitate and to, you know, be a um, force multiplier. But we cannot get over there and win it unless we bring forces with okay. it. Okay, talk politics with me for a second. Last week I had on the show uh, Dr. Waleed Ferris, who's helping on foreign policy uh, for Donald Trump. Okay. And he talks about building a coalition of the Sunni Arab states to lead the battle against ISIS and that American support and leadership will be part of it. But... They've been sitting on the sidelines. That's right. I mean, literally, completely right. on the sidelines. Um, and they have the most to lose. From a military strategic perspective, as you understand the two candidates, because it's Trump and it's going to be Clinton, right. who do you think is going to be better for a defense posture of the United States and defense of the United States starting next year? Well, I don't think there's a question, really. I mean, I think if, if it is Trump, I think he's more aggressive. He's going to... Come up with a plan. Let his generals, his chief, his his his, uh, his major leaders, admirals, generals, come up with a plan, and he's going to put a policy in place. I think one thing about Trump is you, people here, he doesn't hold back what he believes. He right. says it. He doesn't wishy-washy around. You know, he's not going to make up um, unclear policies. He's going to say we're going to go into win or we're not going to win. He's been saying that, and uh, I think American troops would be better served if we if we're going to go, let's go and let's win. Okay. On a related note. In terms of what I consider to be a despicable lack of support for troops when they come back, going forward, who's better for the VA support, for the reintegration of veterans coming home back into society, and who gets um, more an understanding of how we have to value men and women who have been overseas protecting us? Well, I really don't know the answer to that question, but I would have to assume Donald Trump is very much for the veterans. He's been very outspoken to it, and somehow veterans resonate with him. Um, everyone I know, uh, you know, in the SEAL teams, or 90% of them, are, you know, backing him, supporting him because of that reason. And, uh, you know, I think Hillary Clinton is also, she has been proven, you know, when Stanley McChrystal was running Afghanistan, she was like, hey, give Stan whatever he wants. So she does back the military. She just doesn't resonate with the military. Got it. So. Any reason why? that you know of? I think she has contempt for the military and, and in a lot of ways. In a lot of, you know, in our uh, business, the Secret Service, FBI, special operations, you hear the rumors, you know, you, you don't keep anything from them. There's, right. a, there's a loop of people and we always run into each other and we know what goes on behind the scenes and that who, who feels honest about what they're saying. Got it. So. Okay. Quick question. Your book's out here. It's well, selling across the country. 30 seconds. What's in it? It is what I've learned under stressful conditions from people and what I've learned about hard knocks. Um, it's, it just talks about, you know, the book's broken down in three parts, the brotherhood, the, the brand, the brotherhood, and the battle rhythm. And this is leading under extreme stressful conditions, and it's about character-based leadership. And I think we can look at our candidates and go through the book and go, okay, let's see what candidate fits the actual leadership mold. Got it. Ed, thanks for coming right, Thank in, you. Buddy. Thanks for having me. Thanks again for your service. Okay. We so appreciate you. America Trends, more coming up and a wrap-up on how we did in the polls. 
Don't you go away and you better vote or you can't watch my results right after this. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.